Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to The Everything is Black and White, a Newcastle United podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live. We are the only place you need to come for all the up-to-date news about your club. We have a panel of expert writers who have covered the club for many, many years. We have legends of the game who also join us as special guests as well as writers from further afield. Hit that subscribe button and get your weekly update of Newcastle United. We have Lee Ryder. We're joined by... Lee, Lee, how are you doing? Very good, thanks. We got there eventually. Apologies to everyone who watched before for my uh, inability to get Lee to join us. Um, but Lee, you're here now. Can you just uh, update our listeners and watch us here on Instagram um, to your latest understanding of the Cast United takeover? Well, we do look now like we're, we're pretty much on the final straight with this and the would-be buyers are just waiting for the green light from the Premier League and hopefully they get the decision they want at the end of the week and then as as already put on the Chronicle website there there's a sort of a five step plan uh, which includes the transfer of the funds then the announcement and then clarification on exactly who's going to be in charge who's who's going to be making the big decisions and you know the cast the characters on on what will be a new look Newcastle United so hopefully that all gets signed off and sealed this week. That is the advice that has been, which you'll have seen in, in on a number of number of major sites um, in the last sort of 24, 48 hours. So if that goes through, then that's exactly what the uh, supporters are asking for and, and that's what they're going to get. And there was five steps that you've mentioned there. Like, so you can read the article on our website. Is it a case that they'll move quite quickly, do you think? Or is, is putting a kind of time scale on it a bit... Um, I don't know if pointless is the right word, but you, you can't really put a timescale on these kind of things. Well, getting project restart done for the Premier League was obviously the priority. They've been, they've had the hands full with something unprecedented. So once that gets sort of rubber stamped, and we know, well, we've already heard this afternoon, haven't we? That you know, from June the first, that we're we're okay to play games behind closed doors. Now it's a case of getting the other clubs. To agree on playing at neutral venues, they need 14 of the Premier League clubs to agree on that um, for it to go through. So the reality is that that needs to happen first and then hopefully the Newcastle situation will follow. Um, another article on our website today is that of, about communication from the club and that the club have been consistently quiet throughout this whole uh, period. Um but it is, I understand, that Mike Ashley has kind of accepted that his tenure at St James's Park is coming to an end. Yeah, I think he's always been a willing seller to to an extent that, you know, he's wanted the, the right price for it. And, you know, he's wanted a big price, much more than he paid for it. He's made plenty of money about it. But at the end of the day, I think from, from his point of view, it, it really is the end of the road now because... 
let, let's say for argument's sake, he did stay during this situation and Newcastle go into the remaining nine games with, with him in charge. He's got no prospect of making any money out of it. The TV money uh, could could come down. This it's just not it's not viable for him anymore. And I think he wouldn't sit through this process of not having fifty thousand coming through the gates because I, I know a lot of people. I know they they say at the club the current regime they go oh well we make more than money from then just off the gates the fifty thousand but it's the lifeblood for the club and then the dates regular uh, revenue coming in. They make more on than just sort of ticket money. They make more on you know the the food, the club shop, all that sort of thing. If St James's Park is basically locked up, then it's it's no good. It's no good to Mike Ashley. So I think this is the time for him to go. Glenno nineteen eighty seven there asks, what would you expect from Ashley when this is all done and dusted? Do you think we'll get a statement from Mike Ashley? Do you think we'll get anything? Will it come from Martin Samuel? Maybe you know in the mail like it has previously or. Of Sky Sports, or do you think? How do you think Mike Ashley will, you know, sign off? I think he'll definitely re- release a statement. I think it'll be a joint statement, and how much he'll say in it, I don't know. He, he may. I would say there's a good chance he would go to a sort of London-based newspaper after this settles down a bit and give a a bigger interview on how he's done his best and how Newcastle going to the new ownership under in stable financial conditions. But that, that'll that be for the London audience. That'll be for him moving on to his next project. I don't think Newcastle fans will be that interested. I think really they just want to see a new owner come in with, with a, a new vision. And I honestly think what, what Mike Ashley's got to say after this, he won't care. A few people asking, <clears throat> other than the, the, the buyers pulling out, is there any reason that the deal won't go through? I mean, it's taken a little longer than expected, maybe because of the objections we've seen. Um, but are you are you confidently in your opinion that it is kind of a formality, and we're just waiting for things to get signed off? I think with Mike Ashley, you, you always have to be careful. The, I know there's a lot of people have commented on this and gave some sort of legal sort of speak about it all, but the reality is. Only the people who've looked right through that contract, whatever it is, will have seen whether or not there could be any potential clauses into it. And Mike Ashley isn't the type of sort of businessman to, to back himself in, into a corner. The deal has to be right. He definitely wants to go. But if there's something not quite right, then, you know, we've seen it in transfer deals um, all the way through his 13-year period that he's tried to to get he's tried to almost drain people for for everything the fans know that so I think deep down the fans will have a little bit of fear around it but at the end of the day there's nothing in the Premier League owners test that suggests that the would-be owners have done anything wrong so I I do feel that this this is looking as good as it can look at at this stage you know and obviously there seems to be kind of uh, confidence from the the buyer side that this is a massive week for New, Newcastle and it, are you of the opinion that it, it could be this week that we get it signed off or is it a case that you know it's it, it's just down to the Premier League and we've just got to wait for them to, to give the green light down the Premier League waiting for them to give the green light I know uh, there's I've seen a lot of people have a punt and and say 48 hours 72 hours 
I haven't done that. I know you haven't done that, and I know people at the Chronicle haven't done that because at the end of the day, uh, it once you once you put a date on it, you know it, it can come back to haunt you. All we know is is that the process is ongoing, and at some at some point very soon, that that is going to there's going to be a conclusion to it. And what, once that gets announced, I don't think um, I don't think anyone will care where it come from. Um. Sordox makes a good point that when the new owners do take over, it'll be very difficult to have a press conference. So what do you think is going to happen then? I mean, you've interviewed a few players in the past month or so over Zoom. Um, so, I mean, is that, do you think that'll be the best bet? Or do you, how do you think the new owners will be introduced um, to, the, to the fan base? I mean, without jumping too far ahead, I, I do think that... The reality is they could they could stage a press conference providing the social distance and comes into place and you know St James Park is is equipped to hold a, a press conference and the journalists would get would get the green light from the government to go in and do that because we've all got letters that lets us go out and report on jobs and this this would be a job that we would certainly have to report on so. I think at a distance there could be there could be a press conference that that would be the preferable option to to do the job um, to the best of everyone's ability. And I know Zoom is is very popular at the minute and it's been very vital. But at the end of the day, I personally think there's no there's no better way of reporting on something um, than if you're in the same room as somebody. And understandably, getting a bit excited, perhaps a bit ahead of themselves with some of the names being linked. Um, for you, Lee, is it too early to be talking about, you know, Coutinho and uh, the names you've seen linked? Or, or do you think that the potential new owners will have a few ideas of at least the kind of uh, stature of player they want to bring in? Not necessarily maybe the name, but of the kind of the stature and reputation of the player they, they would like to uh, see at St James's Park? Well, I think if everything goes to plan, then the people who are coming in, they want the very best. Um, that there's no doubt about that. They would have the money to do it. More importantly, the financial fair play side of things. You've got to kind of stay realistic. But if you go off the financial fair play and you have a good look at it, what it actually says is what the money you earn as a club, you can spend in the transfer market. And that for Newcastle, if you look at some of Mike Ashley's transfer windows, he's. He's not done that. He's, he's basically there's been some windows where he hasn't spent anything. Um, you know, free transfers, loan deals, anything he can, anything he can do to get out and spend the money. He, he's tried it. I know he's, he's spent a bit more recently, but that's because we're well into this now and there's a lot of money on the table. So going into a new era, I think that you could possibly see Newcastle have a transfer window uh, with two or three marquee names in there. There would be no age policy to worry about. Yes, we know they want to do different things at the academy, but they want to get it right on, on the pitch. And let's remember the Premier League money. It's, if you if you have a good look through the Premier League's blueprint, uh, the big thing on it is that the money that clubs get is to spend on players to help make the Premier League the best league in the world. And hopefully... Um, we're going to see some names. We'll have seen, I've seen all the names, and when <clears throat> when agents get wind of um, a club that's got money, then they will they will go look. And I've, I've taken some calls from agents in recent days, um, 
putting some unbelievable names to me and wondering who is the go-to person to speak to at St James Park because it's not clear at the moment. But uh, when it does become clear, I think there's going to be some exciting transfers. Definitely, and some exciting transfer rumours as well. So strap yourselves in for that. Um, a question, though, on, again, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but on Steve Bruce's future. Um, for you, Lee, for me, he deserves a lot of credit for getting your castle in a position where a takeover looks much more attractive to any uh, potential buyer. Um, but what do you think will happen to Steve Bruce if the takeover does get the green light? I personally think there won't be any rash decisions straight away. I think if the Premier League uh, season continues, goes ahead, I think he'll be in charge for these remaining nine fixtures. I think that would be um, that would be fitting for the job he's probably done this season. I remember doing a, doing a piece at the start of the season saying that you know Steve Bruce, in terms of his reputation. Um, his track record, his experience, probably. I know everyone was disappointed when Rafa went, but he probably deserves a fair crack of the whip from the fans. He got that, and I think he's led Newcastle to a very stable position. He's had to put up with a, a lot of difficulties in the job, um, but he's, he kept his head and, you know, look where they are on the table. Yeah, they're not pushing for Europe, but the well clear of the relegation zone. They haven't been in the relegation zone since October. So I think Steve Bruce, for me, does well. Uh, got got the job. Um, hopefully, under the, the new people, he will get the, at least the opportunity to sit down and talk with them. But the reality is that in the long term, that they're going to want possibly a bigger name. So I think you'll get a, a fair crack of the whip to, to give it a go. And then after that... Um, you could see a bigger name come in. I'm sure. I'm sure he would. If you spoke to him, he would say something similar. That all he's asking for is a chance, and then after that, uh, you know, as I say, you could you could maybe see one of the bigger names that have been mentioned. Do you think that's the same for the the current playing squad as well? Obviously, it won't be a a kind of overnight thing where we just see them all out. But do you think it will be a case where the, the new winners will want the big names? Um, they'll be paying the, the massive salaries, the massive price tags, and in time, you know, we'll see a, a, a complete overhaul of the of the playing squad. Well, I think for me, you've just got you've just had two senior players, two or three senior players actually. I like Dubravka, Shelby, Richie. They've all just signed long term deals, so they're going to be hanging around for as long as as long as they want to stay, basically, because unless. Uh, someone matches the wages they're on, then they're not going to go anywhere else, not going to go anywhere for less pay. But I hope to see that <clears throat> some of these senior players get the opportunity to um, at least start this project and be part of that first first squad under new owners. A few uh, questions then just to wrap, wrap up. One on the director of football, it's it's thought that they will the new owners uh, would want to bring in a director of football and someone... Glenn here has put forward the name of Les Ferdinand. Obviously, he's doing a, a cracking job at QPR. He's a legend at Newcastle. Um, how important is that director of football role? If that is something, is the route Newcastle go down, do you think? Well, a lot of European clubs have got the sporting director and you know Manchester City have got that now as well. Um, so I think inevitably they, get, they are going to have a sporting director at, at what stage. Now, 
in terms of who that might be. I mean, we've already seen loads of names in terms of on the pitch, but we've seen loads of names off the pitch and you've seen that Kevin Keegan linked with an ambassadorial return. All all different names coming in now to, to avoid it being a bit of a, um, a chaotic situation. You would like to... Uh, You'd like to see a bit, a bit of calm, really. So not too many personalities and egos coming together at once because we've been down this road before with Mike Ashley when he gave Kevin Keegan the job and then within, within I think it was 10 days, he had Dennis Wise in there, Tony Jimenez, Jeff Viteri. There was just so many new faces coming in all at once. And inevitably, it was, wasn't built to last and Keegan went and... That was the start of the whole problems with Mike Ashley. So you've got to get it, you've got to get it right. I'm sure they've got a plan, uh, but how 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 long they take to roll out, we'll have to wait and see. Fantastic. And then and then just finally, um, we've kind of discussed there, but obviously, what what do you foresee happening this this week? Is the hope that fans have that it, we could, we will know one way or another misguided? Do you think it, we will know at least something by the end of the end of the week? Well, that is what the the people who are linked with this deal are talking about. They're hoping to get that decision at the end of the week. The Mike Ashley side, they're not saying anything, but people at the club, they are braced for change. So we're hoping to get at least um, some some clarity by, who knows, the end of the week, 10 days. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But certainly the test is almost over um, project restart with the Premier League Chiefs is close so we'll see um, whether it's sooner rather than later but we are the decision is we are at that point now where we're waiting for it Fantastic Lee well thank you very much for joining us head over to Chronicle Live you can follow all the updates from Lee right there um, and in the meantime keep safe and please remember to uh, like this page thank you very much Thanks.